Welcome to the New Abbey Podcast. We are still in our logging series. Before we get started today, I would like to introduce you to my friend Joy. Hi, I'm Joy, um, and today we're going to talk about longing to return home. All right, before we get started, the question I have for you all is, what were Sundays like when you were growing up? So, uh, I'm going to tell you a little story uh, before we get started this morning. So, this is my friend Joy. Hi, Joy. <laughs> so AA of us. I love it. Um, so, this is my friend Joy. Uh, we've been friends for a while, and Joy used to live out in LA and then fell in love with something called affordable housing. She now lives in Nashville. Um, <laughs> No, but she's a, she's a musician, she's an artist. Uh, she did move to Nashville and she was out here last month uh, doing a show and we went to her show um, because she's amazing. But we were there and I was like, literally, this is one of the best sermons I've ever heard, just her music. Um, I felt like preached to me in such a unique and special way. And so uh, she was coming back out here this weekend and I thought to myself, what if we really preached a sermon um, based off of those songs and do something a little different? I think that words are awesome, and sometimes when they're set to music, they hit a different place sort of in our soul and our life. And so I hit her up, and I was like, hey, Joy, do you want to do a sermon where I say words and you sing words? She was like, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's essentially how we got here today. And uh, we're going to do this thing together. So thanks for being open to anything. Um, whether you were open to it or not, this is what we're doing. <laughs> but thank you. So we are in a series in Lent. Uh, we're in a series called Longing, right? We've been talking a lot about longing. And uh, this morning we're going to talk about uh, three different things. Longing three ways. It feels like I'm at a restaurant. We got longing three ways this morning. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about longing to leave the temple, longing for Sunday, and longing to return home. That's the journey we're going to go on this morning, and we're going to start in the book of Luke chapter 21. It goes like this. He replied, this is Jesus, is the he. Um, Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and saying the time has come. But don't believe them. And when you hear of wars and insurrections, don't panic. Yes, these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he added, nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and there will be famines and plagues in many lands and there will be terrifying things and great miraculous signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, there will be a time of great persecution. You will be dragged into synagogues and prisons, and you will stand on trial before kings and governors, because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. So don't worry in advance about how you answer the charges against you, for I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you. Even those closest to you, your parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, will betray you. Hmm. Some light words from Jesus this morning. Um, so <clears throat> when I got this, I uh, was looking at this passage as we were looking at where we're going to land uh, as we go through Lent. And 
uh, heard Corey's sermon. We had conversations about things going on. I got really excited about preaching on this passage, which would have never been a thing I said. Um, but here's what happens, right? We talked about this last week. If you were here, you weren't. This is a thing we talk about all the time, that the temple, right? Jesus is talking here about the destruction of the temple, the uh, impending destruction of, of those things. And uh, we talk in here all the time about the temple was the place where everyone said that God lived. And if the temple is the place where God lived, then you, there's going to be a problem, right, with the destruction of the temple. But the beautiful thing about Jesus was Jesus was always where outside of the temple. And Jesus is talking about these things, not as the temple is where God lives, but is always pointing to the place where he thought God wasn't and saying, this is where stuff is happening. This upside down reality, this kingdom narrative, this gospel exists almost exclusively outside of this temple. When I go into the temple, I'm confronting things. I'm talking about things, right? So this passage is talking about those who might look for God outside of where everyone else says God is, which if you're in a room like this this morning, it's probably you. There's a reality that we were all at one point given um, a narrative on where God was. And if you grew up in the church, some specific ways on how to get to God, right? Jesus calling 30 minutes every morning. You nailed it, right? These are very specific places that God exists. God exists a little bit more in people who stand on a pulpit with an MDiv and a microphone than God does in you. God exists a little bit more in people with good voices and lots of talents than in you, in people who are perceived to be perfect. But at some point, if you're in this room this morning, that broke down. At some point, if you're in this room this morning, you said, I don't know if this works. This doesn't make a lot of sense that God would only exist inside this church, inside this kind of music, inside this kind of fog machine. If you go to churches like me. And so most of us, right, like myself, you either were asked to leave the temple, you were either too uncomfortable to stay in the temple, you either had questions that didn't fit inside the temple, but for ever, whatever reason you had a longing to leave that structure. And the beautiful part is that when you leave the temple, you find what? You find God. But it gets a little confusing, or at least it did for me, because does anyone in here ever felt like they kind of became the thing they were warned about, like in church? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I think I was very specifically warned against people like me. <laughs> um, so then you, you go on this, this journey, right, that many of us have, is that thing no longer works for me, but I'm not sure what the next thing is. I know that that doesn't fit, but I haven't found the right thing, and the questioning can be uncomfortable, and uh, the, the isolation can be uncomfortable, and the confusion can be uncomfortable. And I love that this passage is saying, people are going to come in my name and say, I'm over here, or I'm over there, but I will give you something that no one can take away, but that process gets really tricky. And it leaves us with a lot of questioning and a lot of wandering when we've left the one thing that we knew to be true, Right? I grew up in the church where the one thing that I knew to be true was church. And outside of church, I did not know what existed. And so when I found myself outside of the temple, I felt so free, but also so terrified. Right? And all the questions in my head of like, am I, is this, am I bad now? Or am I, am I right? Or am I a combination of both? Can you be both? 
um, are all the kinds of questions that came up. And so um, these words are a little bit about that journey. So we begin this morning. It's like I'm leading the parade But it's hard to be the only without fate It's like you're from a higher place But I feel like I'm unworthy of your praise Am I Judas? Am I changing? Am I folding to the ages? Am I broken? Am I healing your disease? Am I Judas? Am I ancient? Am I chapters trapped in pages? Am I holy if I'm doing this for me? Am I holy if I'm doing this for me? I put you on a pedestal But it's hard to be the cup that overflows Did I turn you into stone? I'm just loving you the only way I know Am I Judas? Am I changing? Am I folding to the ages? Am I broken? Am I healing your disease? Am I Judas? Am I ancient? Am I chapters trapped in pages? Am I holy if I'm doing this for me? Chapters trapped in pages in my holy if I'm doing this for me in my holy if I'm doing this for me. So we leave the temple, we ask these questions. Uh, we find ourselves asking questions like, Am I Judas? Am I holy? Am I good? Am I all of these things? And we quickly find out that none of those questions can be answered in isolation, right? And there's this funny moment, right? I had this funny moment where the only thing I wanted to do in my life was leave church. And as soon as I got out, the only thing I really wanted was church. Not the temple that I knew, but I wanted the feeling of Sunday, right? I wanted the feeling of knowing that Every week I go around people that know me and we get to talk about things and we talk about God. And I didn't want to talk about God in the way that I used to talk about God, but I still wanted the feeling of Sunday and what that meant and what that represented, which is probably why all of us are in this room right now. It's because you go on this journey of, of wandering and deconstructing and all of these things and you read all the Rob Bell and the Richard Rohr and you're like, ooh, <laughs> right? But then you realize you still need community and you still need help. You can't do things on your own. And for a lot of us, that's what Sunday represented, was the fact that we're not alone. And when we got outside of that, we're still struggling. 
I think that was fascinating for me to, to realize is <clears throat> leaving the temple and feeling like all of my problems, all of the things that I thought, all of my trials surrounded being in that space. And wouldn't you know, they followed me. <laughs> Turns out all of my issues weren't with the temple. And it's really hard to figure those things out on your own. And so it was this longing inside of me for the thing that Sunday represented and how to get that without becoming the very thing that I left, which is the tension we have in this room every week because this is a church. This is a church mostly comprised of people who don't like church. <laughs> but yet we gather every week because conversation is important, because people in your life are important. And in this passage, I love that Jesus is talking about the destruction of the temple, but is always bringing us back to what Jesus always points us back to. It's like, but none of that matters because I have come to bring a different kind of reality. And like we say all in here all the time, right, to quote a local priest, we gather to reverse the amnesia. We don't gather because someone's going to come on the stage and have all the answers. We gather to remember Christ, to remember the Christ in us, to remember the Christ in each other, to remember the Christ in the world. It's not a hierarchy. This is a place of remembrance to say, we can't do this alone. I still need this space. I still need these people. I still need something like a Sunday. And there's so much beauty in that. And that's why every single week I come in this room and I'm like, how fascinating, how amazing that people who left the temple found this place, right? I think that's what I'm so excited about a place like New Abbey is we get to redefine it. We get to reclaim Sunday. Sunday's not bad, right? There have long been issues with the church and power. That doesn't take away from what it's like to sit with another person and say, I need help. I'm hurting. This is going on in my life. This has nothing to do with church. Just having a hard freaking time, right? Which is why most of us are in this room. I love when we, um, a few years ago, Yabby was much smaller, and we just kind of asked people, you know, what, what's, what's your favorite part about Sunday? Is it music? Is it preaching? And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so it's just, uh, it's the conversations, right? It's, it's the people. That's the magic of any place, right? So these words are about uh, that longing for Sunday. Keep going. 
So that brings us to the last longing that we're going to talk about this morning. And that last longing is the longing to return home. My favorite, favorite thing in this passage is when Jesus says, I'll give you something that no one can refute or rebuttal against, right? I will give you wisdom that only you have that no one can take away. And you only get that from returning to the idea that Christ is with you and has been inside of you this whole time. There is something so magnificent, right, that I have found on my journey of leaving the temple, of trying to find community, of figuring it all out, that there are, there's way less things that I know for sure, but the things that I know, it doesn't matter what you say, I know them. I've experienced them, I've held them, I've sat with them, I've found them in myself and I didn't think they were there anymore. And the longing to return home is simply this. That journey from the destruction of the temple to questioning to am I Judas to am I okay to Sunday to all of these things will leave you feeling a little battered and bruised. And the worst thing that happens sometimes on that journey is we forget that the whole time the divine thing that we've been looking for is inside of us. And in case you're wondering, exactly what I'm saying is the plot to every episode of Queer Eye. <laughs> who, who I think are preaching a better gospel message in 2019 than anyone. If you've never seen Queer Eye, <laughs> but <laughs> here's how it essentially goes. You have someone who has gone through something and has forgotten who they are. And then these five fabulous people come in. One of them more fabulous than them all. 
And JVN grabs someone's face and says, you're gorgeous, who gave you permission? I, oh my gosh, how dare you? And says, listen, we're not trying to change who you are. We're just reminding you that this whole time you've been gorgeous and wonderful and beautiful. You've forgotten to take care of that. So we'll come in, we'll remind you of who you are and remind you that you weren't a better version of you before you came out. And you weren't a better version of you before you gained 70 pounds, before you lost your brother, before you lost your job, before whatever trauma happened. That wasn't a better version of you. That was a different version of you. That same divine spark, that same Christ still lives in you. And on this journey from leaving the temple to where we are now, a lot of us have picked up a lot of baggage that says, no, no, Christ was more in me when I was a worship leader or a pastor at that kind of church or before I spoke the words that I'm attracted to women or before that trauma happened or before that conversation with that one pastor or before my parents didn't accept me or before this or before that or before that, that's when I had Christ in me. And the longing to return home says, no, 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 no. You need to remember that Christ has been in you this whole time. And imagine... Christ is Jonathan Van Ness. <laughs> he has kind of the look, okay? Grabbing your face and saying, oh, no, 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 sweetie. How dare you? Who gave you permission? You're already so fabulous. And here's the point to all that. It's not so that we all look better and love ourselves for the sake of loving ourselves and being happy. That every single thing that Jesus talked about in this kingdom reality and this upside down thing only works if you believe that. Loving your neighbor as yourself is only radical if you don't hate yourself. Pe people on the margins being invited to the table only works if you feel like you have a seat at the table or else where are you inviting them? Right. You wanna love your enemy but you can't love what you look, uh, see in the mirror? That's a way harder journey. We don't want to love ourselves and find this divineness just so we can be happier, Tony Robbins people, right? But we do it because if you want to participate in this kingdom, but you don't understand and you can't see that just as you are now, not before whatever happened or not when something else happens, but as you are now, you carry Christ. And it's going to be really hard to see that anyone else does. And I know what trauma does, I know how painful it can be to leave the temple. This isn't just like we walked out, right? That last line in the scripture about parents and brothers and sisters, some of us know what it's like to have family members turn their back because we left that construction of where they said God was. This is real. And all of that baggage can eventually lead us to look in the mirror and be like, I don't feel at home here. Some of the most... Um, this will be my last queer, I think, I promise. But there's one episode, there's one episode this season, and again, this isn't a spoiler alert because the show doesn't have like a plot. So it's like you. <clears throat> but they meet with this, this guy. He's an incredible husband, an incredible dad, um, but he's so self-deprecating. And so at one point, they bring him into a room, and Karamo, I don't know why I did that, Karamo, um, <laughs> plays back just the audio for him of everything he said about himself since I started meeting with him. And I like, you know, I was like in a ball on the couch, like, oh my gosh, and he's hearing this. And I can almost guarantee you that he wasn't born like that. And I can guarantee you he wasn't born. That's not an almost guarantee. 
But that's the kind of stuff we pick, along, pick up along the way of this journey of deconstructing and asking. And before you know it, it's a slow build to where we look at ourselves and say, I don't have a home here. Christ doesn't have a home here. Maybe before, or maybe next whatever, but not right now. But this Teresa of Avila quote that we keep saying this whole Lent season is, I find myself in God and I find God in myself. This is the home that we have. This is the place that we get to return to to find that God has been here the whole time. Not in my words, not in Joy's voice, not in Corey's words, but in ourselves. And if we're honest with ourselves, that is probably one of our deepest longings. More than we want community, more than we want to change things, more than we want anything, we want to feel freaking home in ourselves. It's a hard place to get to, but that's the place where you get to and no one can freaking take that away. No one can touch that. And you find it, and now you have something to give someone else. Now you have a table to invite people to. Now you say, I know what it's like to have found a home in myself. I'm going to invite you to that same return. And as Joy sings this last song, I want you to think about, right, as you singing this to yourself, to the part of you that might have forgotten that exactly as you are is your home. God is there. You find God in yourself, and you find yourself in God. Don't let whatever happened in the temple keep you now talking about yourself in a way and seeing yourself in a way that was never intended. Because what are we giving to the world? We're giving to the world probably the same thing that we're giving ourselves. So we're going to start here and have that return home. you to run away could you try to take a single step how can we move forward when you're halfway out the door so you made mistakes you have regrets i don't need you to be perfect just promise you'll be honest i promise that it's worth the risk but i can't make you love me even if i try i'm not gonna force you I'm asking you to trust me when I say that I'm not here for the moment. I'm in this for life. Yes, I know, I know you've been hurt before. And life will lay you low, all of that I'm sure. But just say the word, baby. We can take it, take it, take it slow Cause it takes time to make this house a home And clean up the mess Those are the lovers left Oh, but the past is Can you be trusted?
Yes, I know, I know yes, you've been hurt before. Get back in your groups and we're going to answer this question. What is one step you can take this week to return home to yourself? Enjoy. Yes, I know, I know you've been hurt before. Thanks for listening to the New Abbey podcast. For more information, visit us on the web at www.newabbey.org.